Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Undivided episode number 15. We are live here at 7 o'clock on the East Coast. This is Undivided episode 15 on Life Coach Radio Network, and our show is brought to you by Audible.com. That's Audible.com for all your spoken audio needs, full selection of audiobooks, and everything related to spoken audio. That's Audible.com. Dot com, our sponsor here on the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome in to Undivided. Tonight, we look at using film to unite people. And our special guest this evening will be Nick Marchese. And Nick will be up in a few minutes, and we'll get to that. Film is a huge part of the lives of many people. And for other people, it's not even a blip in their own lives, on their own personal radar screen, if you will. Some people mark time and events in their lives based on maybe a movie that they saw with someone that they loved who's no longer with us or someone that they haven't seen in a long time. Others are not that connected to film. They might think that movies are fluff that can't ever play a role in uniting people, let alone anything else. So we're going to take a dive into that divide, that divide within our culture and within our society. We're going to talk about the role that the medium of film has and can play in uniting people peacefully and in a positive way. And as we're live here on a Wednesday night, February the 7th, here in the East Coast in New Jersey, it's a day that was like out of the movies today with the snow and the sleet and the rain and the freezing rain and depending on where you live in New Jersey or Pennsylvania or New York, it had a movie-type feel to it. It had an effect the type of sky, the wet pavement. It looked like a scene out of a movie. So it's appropriate, at least from where I sit here in New Jersey, to have this show tonight. Film has played a huge role in my own life. I'm what you would call a big movie guy. Films have always played a role for me as either in a leisure sense and raising awareness on an issue I may not have known about inspired me to do something that I previously thought wasn't possible, given me an idea to tackle an issue or a societal construct. Movies have been a form of leisure that I've spent with family and friends, with loved ones. My grandfather was a big movie guy celebrated all different types of genres and introduced me into the form of the medium of film. I lost my grandfather in in April, as some of you know from listening on the show, and he played a huge role in introducing me to different types of movies. 
the swashbucklers and the ninja movies, the martial arts films and the horror flicks, the classics and those that are more modern. I've spent time with my parents and my family and friends with my wife going on a date night, a movie night. Movies can be used to raise awareness on certain issues, as I mentioned before. I remember a movie that I saw recently uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon where he takes the uh, remains of a Marine lost in war back to his hometown called Taking Chance. Fruitvale Station was a movie that tackled the divide and race in this country. And the case for Christ converted a man who was an atheist to believe in Jesus as a savior. Films can play a huge role in inspiring and unifying people. And tonight I'm really blessed to have Nick Marchese on the show. Let me get Nick up here in a minute. He's got a BFA. It's a Bachelor in Fine Arts, for those who don't know, in film, and is also the founder of the Mammoth Film Festival. Nick is going to come on here and, and share his insight and his expertise in making films and also how the medium can be used to uh, make positive changes in our society, to unify people and to unite people around a cause or a group of causes. So I'm going to get Nick up now. Nick, are you there? Hey, Frank, how are you? You hear me? Yes, I got you. How are you? Welcome to Undivided. Um, I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Frank. It's a pleasure and an honor it is to be on your show tonight. I was very much looking forward to this uh, over the past weeks uh, when we planned it. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much for saying that. That's a, a really nice compliment. And, um, uh, I also neglected to mention in the intro, as I did your intro, uh, about Mama Film Festival, some of the things that you've done. We're also going to get to the role of the media and the role of coaching, because we always try and circle back to that here on Life Coach Radio Network. So I want to mention that really briefly before we get started. Uh, so welcome aboard, and um, thanks for coming on. I wanted to My do, pleasure. Uh, start by asking you, uh, how you became interested in, in movies and how you became interested in making films? It's, it, it's a great question. It's probably one of the most important questions because of what my work with Mammoth Film Festival does, both as an artist um, and, and working in the film festival circuit. But ever since I was young, I used to write and perform my own shows. It was something I used to love doing at family events. I would uh, draft together little scripts and get all my family members involved. So for me, it really goes back to story. I was always fascinated about story and how we can take something uh, that we make up or it's based off a true event and people come together about that. We're entertained by it, stories that make us laugh and, and cry or feel or even think about things. So uh, it started for me with that type of story. And then I went ahead and worked the realms, getting involved in different areas of community theater, first as a an actor, then moving forward towards a uh, directing standpoint, which continued to progress me closer towards film. Because what fascinated me about film is that we could take a story uh, and, and through that story, we can, we can film it, put a camera in certain places that you might not have been able to do that before. So it kind of breaks barriers 
by using the camera in that sense. So that's kind of what got me started. That's really interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, talk about breaking barriers that we talk about all the time on this show. So it's very appropriate uh, to that. That's where your uh, the nexus for you was with with making film and, and getting interested and and becoming involved in that and and the approach. Uh, do you have a who or a what that has been influential? It could be either or, or both uh, in your approach to filmmaking. Either a who or a what or uh, both, you, you know that, that some of the influences maybe that have kind of guided your approach, if you will, to filmmaking. Yeah, of course. Another great question. So, um, spearheading this in my best way is, uh, I think that society in general has always inspired me to make films, and and I can I mean this in many different ways. So uh, sometimes there's different events that take place, both good and bad. Uh, there's different fads that we go through. There's the uh, in general just the um, I could say the spectacle of going to the movies and experience that. So, so many different things. Uh, most of my stories are, or dramedies or comedies that base off of actual real life uh, reality as we see it. So that always inspired me that there's still times that I'll read an article on the patch or uh, I'll go through the, the paper or, or somewhere online and I'll find a local story and saying, Hey, that's a good thing to make a movie about. It's, 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 it's wrapped around us. It's about this, this culture. People will get it. So that's always been a big focus for me. But in terms of influence, I get influenced every day, even with Mammoth Film Festival, continuing to see new artists emerge and new voices be heard. That always inspires me that every time I, I watch a great movie that comes in or we screen a great movie at the festival, it makes myself and even those around me think about what is our next great film going to be. So just continually being inspired which is actually the uh, tagline of Mammoth Film Festival, it's Inspire Experience. So all that influences my art and my craft. It's, and I find that interesting because I have a similar approach and a similar situation with my own creative writing where people will say to me, oh, who's your inspiration? Well, I have some classic poets and classic writers that is certainly have inspired certain things on the creative side for me you know, Frost and Whitman and Shakespeare, et cetera. And, and then s some more modern people that you would probably know, but there's also some uh, really more obscure people uh, that do works that I've seen online that I've been in forums with that I've been in different writing groups with uh, through the uh, social media and different communities, uh, poetry sites, et cetera, that have also inspired my work like every day I can understand that because I see that uh, in my own creative uh, work that I do. I'm inspired by people, and it's always the unexpected, too. You don't expect to be really blown away, and then you are, and it makes you think. I have a friend that does a lot of poetry, too, and I read her work, and it inspires me to do something in, in my own way. So I think that's very interesting because it's a, a shared influence or a shared path uh, that I see that we both had that I didn't realize. Um, how do you think society in general views the film industry? Wonderful question. That, that is, that's a great question because it, it's changed so much through, over time from the beginning of, of the industry when, when, I mean, let's actually fun fact that film actually started in New Jersey and in the, back in the day, 
and then it moved out to Los Angeles in California. But the view of Hollywood is currently right now and has been for the past few years a big business. And what that means from a creative standpoint is that what Hollywood really cares about is not so much about let's be artistic, let's break barriers. What they care about is money, which leads into risk reduction, which is big names of stars, high concept movies. Um, if, if we can outsource uh, a lot of the effects and work we could do, or if we're doing, instead of, let's say, if you're filming something in a neighborhood in New Jersey, they'll do it on a back lot that looks like that place instead of going there. So the way society views it, again, and my point and what it is, is it's a big business. Now, in terms of how can, we, how can that view change or in terms of what, what else is out there, we have to look, which is what I work with, we have to look at the independent film industry, which is really a huge conglomerate now. Not, you're going to hear me say these names all night. Netflix, Amazon, you got Hulu, Vimeo. Now you got YouTube Red, which I should probably hop on a subscription for. But um, you have all <laughs> these different independent. You have all these different independent companies that care about the character of the work. They care about the untold stories. There is now a forum for those untold stories through these different areas online. So, you know, they won't put a film out just because it's going to make a lot of money and this and that. They go to festivals, much like Mammoth Film Festival, find our features, which are really true to the heart. And the filmmaker told the story not to make money, but because he had to tell the story. So I think what's important to note is that the industry split, there's Hollywood big business, and then there's now, just like in the very early days of film, independent avenues like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, et cetera, that are making true stories, which are where true artists that want to break barriers, connect with one another, and tell real stories, that's where they're going to. How could that view change? Is it through those platforms that you mentioned, Netflix or Amazon, or is it in another route? Is it through the independent film side, or is it in another direction? You know, I think that it is through the sources of, of things like Netflix, like Amazon. And here's the reason being. So um, first off, the experience is personal when you're watching these types of things. Sometimes it's on a handheld device or, or you're at your computer. You're at home with family and friends. You're in a different environment. So people are connecting with films and stories that they would have never seen otherwise. I was just watching a documentary series on Netflix last night um, that I had no – idea existed. I'm finding, and this is coming from someone who lives in the independent film market daily, and I'm finding things through Netflix, through Amazon, that are made by people who could essentially be my neighbors. They just live somewhere else in the States or across the world, and they're telling true stories that I would have never seen otherwise, because Hollywood's not putting them out. The movie theaters aren't putting them out. So the view is going to change when a lot of people uh, begin to realize who, you know, who's making what when you're when you're looking at these different platforms and you're listening to documentaries and homegrown documentaries, we're understanding that really nowadays, 70 percent of the content that we're consuming is not even made by the major studios. So it's really just a matter of we're already doing it. We just have to realize, you know, what we're doing. That's really fascinating. 70 percent of the content. Wow. And this open source uh, situation is a whole other component to this is a, we can probably do an hour show just on that. Uh, but it's very American too, to have that freedom uh, to, to be able to put together different works of art and inspire people. It's really interesting. We're at seven fifteen. 
716, if you want to be exact, here on the East Coast, here at Life Coach Radio Network's Undivided, episode number 15. We'll be back in a moment. First, we have an upcoming show promotion, Marla Goldberg and her colleague Jen, the Marla and Jen Show. Their next episode comes your way on Thursday, February the 8th. That's tomorrow at 7 p.m. over on the Life Coach chat channel. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Central, and or 6 p.m. Central, excuse me. Marla Goldberg and Jen, Loving Yourself Through Forgiveness is the name of the episode tomorrow night or the topic of the episode. And I happen to have a conversation with Marla because she's going to be a guest on my show, one of the March programs. And I actually had a conversation with Marla today. And she was telling me that she and Jen are like the two sides, the left and the right brain, and they balance each other out. If you've never heard the show, it's really, really interesting. Uh, Make sure that you jump on tomorrow night. That's Thursday, February the 8th. Marla and Jen's show Loving Yourself Through Forgiveness, really interesting topic. And Give from the Heart Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. There's a lot of people that need help. It's cold out. You have people that are homeless or in need of clothing and food. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338, www.salvationarmyus.org. To give in your local community, just enter your zip code on their website. We're back here on Undivided, episode number 15, Using Film to Unite People, and Nick Marchese is along with me this evening. Blessed to have him here along riding shotgun, as they say, with me tonight. So, Nick, when we left off, we were talking about uh, the industry and society's view uh, in general of the industry. So taking a step further, what role can the medium of film play as far as raising awareness of a variety of issues or causes or what we're interested in on this program is social injustice and and breaking down barriers, as we mentioned earlier. What can we do in this environment of risk reduction, as you mentioned before, and, and then the pushback on the other side of content being produced in an open source scenario? Uh, what can we do and what role can that medium play in, in film to raise that awareness? That's a, that's a great question, Frank. And I'm glad that we, that we're onto this one because uh, I think number one that we have to realize is that film is a very, very powerful medium. It has the medium to change people's minds. It has uh, and it has a basis of information. So you watch certain documentaries, which I'll talk about You'll watch even certain fiction movies that might say based on a true story. We trust the filmmaker. We trust the writers that we believe what we're watching to be facts. So we have to understand that as a creator, it's powerful and dangerous. So we need to use the medium the right way if we're trying to make a point. And as viewers, we also have to understand that sometimes we might be watching a piece uh, that might be suggesting fact when when it actually is, let's say, an opinionated piece. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But uh, in general... Film, both fictional in terms of narratives and both documentary, nonfiction, does bring to light serious issues in society. So it it could be from uh, illnesses, investigations, crime, social social injustices like we're talking about. So what that does is in a fictional sense, sometimes you watch a certain movie that might have a uh, comic relief to it. But it's bringing to light a real theme about loss or or love or uh, 
something wrongful or, or racism, some, something that might be buried in there that we can see. And then on a documentary front, which is very popular, especially for Netflix, there's a lot of these different documentaries. And I'll talk about some work at Mama Film Festival. Documentaries display a raw look, um, usually I say a naked look, something raw of actual society that we get to learn from. So uh, it gives us that lens to kind of look at the world through. Like at Mom of the Film Festival, one of our very popular movies that we had in our first year was called Swim Team. And Swim Team, uh, it's actually, I believe it's on, still on PBS POV. It got dis- uh, distributed to a documentary made right here in New Jersey with people from New Jersey about a swim team, uh, actually rather a group of autistic kids who were told by their doctors that, you know, they're in high school, they're not going to be able to function normally in society. But then here comes along uh, somebody that was very concerned, a mother who also had, had a child that had some, um, was on the, the spectrum, and they found out all these kids could become great swimmers. So they created a swim team called the Hammerheads, and these kids really found newfound life through this. So the movie focused on bringing us together, focused on how there's a different way that we could all play a role in this. It also helped recruit people to the cause of Autism Speaks and Easter Seals Autism Awareness. So that's just one very great example of how a documentary, especially we screened it at Mammoth Film Festival, so we had people that came out from all over and connected with each other. Uh, that's one really solid example of how film, that medium, can bridge gaps between uh, awareness of different things and even bringing to light some newfound, uh, let's say, discoveries or, or new information of topics. That's wonderful. I know you and I feel very strongly about community. That's something that you and I have talked about in the past. And I think this can play a real role, the role of film and, and what you're trying to do over there at, at Mama Film Festival and, and, and bringing people together on a community level uh, because there's too much of this separation. As I've talked about in this show before, we live such separate lives and we're so divided we don't even know the guy down the street or the woman or, uh, across the street. It's Right, right. Th- these are events you know, like reference to kind of bring that together, which is really a wonderful testimonial to that, to the power of that, what you're trying to do on a broader level uh, with that organization is bringing people together from all walks. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So it's, it's wonderful that that, that work together in that film ended up gaining so much notoriety moving forward. Cause it's, that's a really powerful issue. And I'm, I'm sure it helped and resonated with people and the parents uh, and children that are dealing with that. Uh, so that's wonderful. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. Uh, what role do you think the mainstream media, major media companies play in the medium of film? It's a big question. Do they promote or do they take away? Do they detract from the art involved in filmmaking? Uh, do they help or hinder the use of film to raise awareness? It's a, a big question. I'm hoping that, uh, you can shed some light on that. No, of course. We'll shed away. Um, I'm full of information tonight. But (laughs) um, so it goes (laughs) back to my, goes back to my initial, the initial question that we had kind of, you know, you're going to hear me talk about, because we're at a point where, you know, there's, there's a boxing ring. And, and, and in this, you have the, the big business Hollywood uh, Mecca industry. And then on the other side, um, excuse me, other side with a lot more, hands you have all these independent companies so it's really where 
you know, the big business film industry, Hollywood, they care about their own interests. But as I said earlier, when you're looking for something with heart and truth, that's when you're going to the independent market. That's when a lot of people, again, talking about bridging community, find out what a film festival is. Come, come see us, mammothfilmfestival.org. See what we're about. See that you have the ability to find work made by amazing people from all areas and all corners of the world, all backgrounds, walks of life, religion, color, creeds, everything. And these people all have one thing in common, that you'll never know uh, who they are. They have a voice. And every single one of their voices speak as loud as the next. And that's what's very fascinating about what we do at our festival, putting everyone on equal playing ground, bringing to light the stories and the true art and filmmaking. So to answer your question specifically, mainstream media, Hollywood TV, they do, in the end of the day, it's their interests at mine. What, what content do they want to put out there and control and how much money is it going to make them? But on the other side of it, the independent filmmaking side of it, it's about the art. It's about telling the stories about the unknown people, telling the stories um, that are very very true to us and, and something that we can understand. I mean, here's the thing, you know, when you think about the film and there's always a hero's journey and a spectacle, the hero doesn't have to be the guy that puts on a cape and flies through the air and spins around. There's so many different forms of what actually defines a hero. And we find them in everyday life. You know, it, it could be someone you meet that, you know, you, your car, your battery went dead or you ran out of gas on the side of the road and someone comes out. There's, there's stories in everything um, that we can find. So my really, really big thing here is that we have to look at who's opening doors. And, and for us and our sense of community at Mammoth Film Festival and even many festivals you know, across the country, we invite, I can speak specifically for us, but we invite true stories, true art. You know, if you, no story's too small, none, none's too big. We're here to kind of put that all in one place and invite the community to be a part of that. We care about the true art and, and invite the true art of filmmaking. That is wonderful. And later in the show, we'll get to how you can enter your submissions, right, Nick? We'll do that in a little bit uh, later on in the program towards the top of the hour. Uh, Because I know there's some aspiring filmmakers. There's been a lot of buzz around this program, uh, which I'm very grateful for, uh, from my uh, core listener group and from some people that I were not aware of uh, that kind of hit me up today and and was very interested in what was going to be happening tonight. I should remind you, undividedshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to email a question for Nick or myself, that's undividedshow at gmail.com. In about five minutes, I'm going to open the phone lines at 646-716-9397. Again, that number is 646-716-9397, the number to call in with a question for Nick or myself. Audible.com brings us this show and all the shows and programs on the Life Coach Radio Network. And speaking of coaching, the role of coaching here is something that I'll take uh, in this perspective of the utilization of film. There was actually a segment on that in my training when I went through my course training that was on film and uh, film and movies and leisure time and TV. But film can play a huge role in relaxation and family time. We talk about sitting around watching a family-type movie together. Uh, it can be used to harness creative energy. We talk about that with clients as well. Uh, you know, at, the, at a different time in my life, uh, when I was doing a lot of different types of writing, 
I would go on the Tuesday, you know, the uh, $5 Tuesday over there at the uh, Hazard Movie Theater, especially in the summertime when it was really hot. I wanted to get away from everything, get in air conditioning for a couple of hours. And I would sit there and watch a movie and escape from everything that was going on, the deadlines, everything that was happening around me. And I could just go in there. And when I came out, I had like 35,000 ideas going on in my head from whatever I saw triggered things and maybe weren't even related because I was able to sit in a room and not be distracted and not think about anything and not pay attention to the social media alerts or whatever was going on on my phone. And it was very refreshing. And we talk about that with clients too. You know, that's a, an outlet for stress. If you're stressed out, you know, go to the movies, disconnect from all this stuff for a while. Immerse yourself in the story, like Nick was saying before. There are stories out there. And they're prevalent. Jump into one. Get involved. Check out something you wouldn't normally check out. That's a, a, another uh, way that you can go about this as well. And then, of course, you have the uh, role of the movie date night. You know, that's something that I've done with my wife. And I know other my other friends have done with their spouses or girlfriends or what have you. And it's somewhere where you can just get away and have a time. Uh, together to watch something or go with a group of friends. Uh, we went with another couple to see Star Wars the night it came out. It was a lot of fun. You know, go out and just agree on uh, uh, something that's fun, you know. The uh, Star Wars phenomenon, the Star Wars effect, is something we'll talk about in a little while. It's bringing together people from all different ages and demographics and races and cultures, and that speaks to the heart of what this show is all about bringing people together and breaking down their quote-unquote barriers that separate us. So we're at the 7.30 mark, and we're going to jump right into the midpoint of the show break. I'm going to give Nick a chance to catch his breath a little bit, and then we'll take it from there. You are listening to Life Coach Radio Network's Undivided Episode number 15, believe it or not. We are live at 7.30 here in New Jersey, the East Coast. Using Film to Unite People, we'll be back in a moment. Uh, but first, Paul Garwood comes your way with another episode of Push Through. His series Push Through airs on Sunday nights. His next episode will be Sunday, February the 11th. That airs at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, also on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Paul Garwood. The show is Push Through. That's Sunday, February the 11th at 8 p.m. over on Life Coach chat channel. Paul always has really engaging guests and tackles issues related to mental illness. It's a really, really charged show, really inspiring program with people that will come on and testify how they have gotten over their struggles and over their setbacks with mental illness. It's an important show for you or someone that you know that might be struggling with those issues to tune in. Paul's show again airs Sunday, February the 11th, 8 p.m., over on the chat channel, and that is a great bridge to a promotion, uh, a spot that I always do every show. If you or someone that you love are struggling with something that you just cannot get out of your brain, if there is something that you just keep spinning around in your mind, or if you have feelings that you can't go on anymore, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 
888-888-8255. Please call the number you matter. Life is precious. There are people there to listen, so please call if you have anything going on and you have doubts about moving on. It's not worth it. Life is too precious. It will get better. I don't know if you saw the Grammy performance, but Logic had, the rapper Logic had the phone number and You Matter on a sweatshirt. That song was beautiful. And when he cut the music and talked about finding common ground and living undivided, that's what this show is all about. So please call. We're all in this together. People care. We're here to listen. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. www.salvationarmyus.org. Please give in your local communities to those who are in need. And we're back here on Undivided. We are now open the phone lines. Audible.com brings us our show, 646 716-9397 is the phone number, 646-716-9397, Undivided Show. That's undivided, S-H-O-W at gmail.com is the email address. I check it throughout the show. We had three or four emailed questions last uh, three weeks ago when Scott was on. We had some great questions come through that, that format. So please, if you don't want to call in, email us a question. So, Nick, we're back. Uh, I hope you had a chance to grab some water. And, yes, uh, uh, all refreshed. Awesome, excellent. So we're at the point of the show is we have segments of the program called Bridging the Divide. And at this point, I, I talked about the role of coaching. And the role of coaching in, in film is intertwined in the look at the client and the, or the person that we're counseling or coaching from a leisure, relaxation uh stress relief type of perspective, also time with family that's very important. It's a a good way to introduce that. So there's a lot of different ways that filmmaking and coaching intersect. There are other people, though, that are on the other side of this that think movies are fluff, as I talked about in the open, that think that the film industry, they're closed-minded to the effect that it can have and that it has had in our society and our societal discourse, if you will. How do filmmakers bridge the divide between those perceptions of society about the industry, what we talked about before being greed-driven, mass-producing these action flicks or puff pieces, fluff films, and the reality that some movies are noble, inspiring, and that there's thought-provoking work that's taking place every single day? How do we do that? How do we bridge that divide between those two uh, sides, if you will? Another great question and uh, interesting answer. And I I thought about this a bit too. And um, as funny as it might sound, the, the independent industry and Hollywood had to create a divide in order to bridge the divide between what is true film, true artists, and then what is, let's say, mass produced work. So breaking that down for you again, it comes down to the fact that I think if, if, everyone that's listening tonight leaves with one thing. It's, it's understand that true work exists out there. Understand that it's because of these different outlets. It's because of, for example, with Mammoth Film Festival, when we take films and we, we take just countless and countless and countless numbers of films get submitted to us for what is a very um, compact and, and nice three-day program that we put together. So we're getting films directly from the hands of the people who make them. 
every region of the world, Frank. We're getting movies from all over the place, from all over Europe, all over the United States, even from many different islands. It's really incredible that there's this work being produced in these communities, with these communities, a lot of the times on micro budgets or very small budgets, and the work's being sent in right from that producer right to us, and we're here to, to review it and hopefully screen it. Um, so it's important to note that we can't just assume when you think film, we can't just assume that when we drive by and we look at the, the movie theater sign and we see the movies that are on there, that those are the only movies that are out. Those are the mass-produced films that pop out off of basically of a, off of an assembly line, uh, make a bunch of money at the box office. Then they, they don't really go to DVD anymore. Some of them go to Blu-ray or they just pop to some online source somewhere. We have to understand that there's other outlets to uh, find very interesting movies as, as you know, we've been talking about tonight. So, you know, going back to my main point about a true independent filmmaker is that we're talking about someone that might be your neighbor uh, that you don't even know that runs around with a camera and he's working on a documentary whether it's about some local cause that's going on or uh, an issue that's at hand or bringing to light some experiment or that he's working on. So it's just important to note that there is a difference out there, that it's not just what you see in the movie theater. There are thousands and thousands of films produced annually, every year, fresh new work that unfortunately you may never see. That's the worst part about it. And when I started getting involved in the film festival circuit, uh, specifically as a filmmaker myself, having had the true honor and privilege to travel the country with my work. Um, from my side as a film festival curator, I said to myself, wow, I can't believe how much of this work I never knew existed. How many films are being made and produced and are so important that no one would have ever seen. So I consider it a really great privilege and obligation to put out for my community, which is really Monmouth County, Red Bank, the tri-state area, here in New Jersey, put out this work for them to come see, enjoy, and really be free thinkers when watching it. Was that the most important lesson that you took from riding, if you will, riding the film circuit or going through the film festival circuit yourself? You, you know, that's one of the that's one of the really important things. Because here's the thing, you know, when I set out for Mammoth Film Festival. I identified what worked and what didn't work at different festivals um, across the country. And the one thing that I came back with, the one big thing, which so fits in perfectly to your show, which is why, again, it, it's, it's great to be on here because there's a lot of things that intertwine, is, is networking, is interpersonal commun communication. And what I try to strive to do the most with my incredible team, a fantastic team of volunteers, we all volunteer to do this. And it's incredible that we do events throughout the year and every year, but what we strive to do is create a network for audiences and artists to connect. Aspiring filmmakers, students through our internship program, volunteers, people who never thought that they'd be involved in something as fascinating as a film festival, we created an environment. Once a year, we do it, and then throughout the year at different events, but once a year at our main event, we create an environment where everybody's on equal playing ground, veteran uh, artists, aspiring artists, students, filmmakers, local community art lovers and film appreciators. That's what I came back with. And we have been successfully running wow. this festival now going on, we have a call, you know, going on to our third year. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah. Let's say, hey, listen, let's, let's take a call because you yeah. know me, Frank, I can go on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this caller up. Hello, uh, hey, caller. Uh, Frank, Nick. Hey, uh, this is uh, Wayne Shear here. I just had uh, can uh, sorry. Can you hear me? 
Sound uh, like we a, hear you. What's we your hear. name? Where are you from? And what's your hey, question? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, Wayne Shear here. Uh, I'm from uh, Bridgewood, and I just had a quick question uh, for Nick. Um, you you talked about uh, the uh, swim team film, and Frank was talking about uh, how films can, uh, you know, change how people view things and bring up stories that we don't get to hear often. I was wondering if there's any other films that uh, you screened at your festival, uh, you know, that, you know, maybe touch on social issues that are happening now, uh, you know, things related to race or class, you know, things of those nature. And uh, if, uh, if that's something you're focused on. That, that's a, a fantastic question, Wayne. And thanks for calling and appreciate you calling here. Um, so there actually were two other films and they're going to be on the documentary front. So one was also in our first year. It was called Jackson incredible incredible documentary film if you have showtime you should watch it because it's on there now which is a great honor uh that we were a part of it the film was about the last standing abortion clinic that was in jackson mississippi now what made the film interesting is that they really presented both sides so it wasn't a film that was driven saying you have to believe this or you have to believe this it did an amazing job at bridging the divide and starting a conversation between what is a very uh, let's say controversial topic. So that was a really big film that we had. And we had people out from both sides of the argument that really started a dialogue with each other after watching the film. That's how you, you know, get things done. That's how you bridge divides. So that was the first film. Um, a second film we had was this past year. Uh, it was called the blood is at the doorstep. Um, Eric Young was the, the filmmaker. It was out of Detroit, uh, I believe, and really incredible film as well. It was about this ongoing battle between, social injustice between communities and, and, and cops and uh, the inner cities and all these different shootings that were going on. So this was another great scenario where it really was a filmmaker from his community seeing something wrong and going out there with a camera and, and taking videos of, of what was happening and talking with these different families involved. So it was really an incredible uh, job at displaying these different, as Frank mentioned earlier, actually explained bringing to, to light injustices or social justice. And it also started the real dialogue uh, between that. So that was two great examples of films. Again, both documentaries, they never went, well, the one is on Showtime now, which is available. The blood is at the doorstep. I think still might be making a festival circuit, but examples of work that I think people should see that is not opinionated, not driven by a one-sided mainstream media source, but driven by somebody who's concerned. I didn't realize that there there were so many international films and so many films that crossed so many different uh, issue types and issue brackets, if you will, uh, from what you've been describing. So this is, I think, some great information for the listeners and for the people out there, uh, especially in our local area, even in our region. You know, Red Bank's not that far away. Homedale's not that far away. It's a cr- crossroads of everything, right, Nick? <laughs> Yeah, hey, it's true. Um, it, it really is. Uh, that was, and thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne, for the call. It was a great question. Thank you for calling into the show. Our number is 646-716-9397. We have other callers out there that would like to call in and ask a question of the audience. Undividedshow at gmail.com. So, Nick, how do you as a filmmaker and proponent of the medium, as we've talked about as a vehicle for change, for positive change, societal change, 
how do you convince someone out there? It's like the old sales question. How do, how do you convince someone that doesn't want to buy? I mean, how do you convince someone out there who is, quote, unquote, not a movie person to open their mind and watch a movie? That That's a great question. And it goes, it's always our biggest area. So, you know, we're a nonprofit. And we sit, when we sit down, we don't, I don't always consider our, our department. I don't consider it marketing. I don't consider it sales. What we call our department is very simple, community outreach, because that's exactly what it is. I have a great team that works, you know, community outreach. Uh, my community outreach, actually, director, communications director, Michael Frome, who's uh, doing a great job with us. That's what we strive to do is how do, we, how, do, how do we get out there? And part of the way that we do it is we build an experience. So a film festival in general is not just movies. There's different industry panels. So we do – this would be great, Frank. I think you'd actually enjoy it. It's once, once a year at the festival we put together something called the industry panel where executives from uh, many different areas of the industry, including things like ABC News, the state film department, um, filmmakers who have been featured and worked with – platforms like Netflix and Amazon, uh, published lawyers and authors, really incredible people that come out and talk about how do you get yourself, how do you get your work from creation out there into the world? So my whole point here is when we reach out to the community, we tell them to come and experience, come and experience a weekend like you've never before. You live in New Jersey, you live in the tri-state area, uh, maybe you're an hour or two hours away, drive in, get a weekend pass, and experience movies like never before. Talk to the artists. How many times, probably the biggest thing, do you go see, let's say, uh, a movie at the theater, and you ask yourself, why did they do that? Guess what? We can tell you why, because the filmmakers are there. You could talk to the filmmakers, the feature films and short films, get more insight uh, into the issues of the movie, whether it was a documentary or whether it was a narrative film. Um, the local work, like movies like Swim Team and so many other local films that were shot across the state of New Jersey. There's landmarks that are being featured that you might have grown up around or uh, admire. So, again, to answer the question more directly, what we do is we outreach to the community and show them the experience that they can have, joining together with people, meeting with industry professionals, talking to artists, really a second-to-none incredible experience that ignites inspiration and allows you to experience the imagination of the craft. Excellent answer. And we actually have an email question while you were, you're, I was bouncing back and forth to the email. We have an email comment and question. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it here. Much of society is consumed with the drama of unreality, reality television. Yet interestingly of late, a major network has a drama that deals with human stories. Its popularity demonstrates that society is hungry for real stories that affect real people. So hats off to Nick for bringing real stories and meaningful films to the communities. My question is, how do you reach people that otherwise would not know about these important films that will make us laugh, cry, and think? And the second part of the question is, is there anywhere we can see past films that were showcased at the Monmouth Film Festival? So the first question is, how do we reach people that would otherwise not know about these films, these very important films? And the second is, how can we see past films? Is there anywhere that we can do that that we're showcased at the festival? That's a great sure. email question. Thank you to the listeners. That's great. Yes, that, that really fantastic question. Thanks for listening in tonight. I, Frank really does uh, such a great job with the theme of this program. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And, and to answer that question, 
Uh, well, first off, I want to talk about the reality of movies. There's a lot of festivals who are starting to do something uh, of virtual reality, VR movies. And, and, you know, film is here to try to create this intimate experience, but then you have virtual reality, which is trying to take that now to another level and, and almost detach the viewer from the experience. So just an interesting thought that came to my head about how we're trying to keep this very community-based. You're coming in with friends and families and artists connecting in a beautiful theater environment, the Two River Theater and Red Bank experiencing these movies. Um, to answer your question about how do we reach people, many different ways. So, um, I mean, obviously, I think, Frank, we talk about this a lot. Social media, of course, is one of the biggest areas. So we always encourage people to, on our website, mammothfilmfestival.org, we encourage you to sign our mailing list because a lot of people who might not have social media will get through to you through there. Um, we use the different networks at hand, so different uh, community groups. Like when we work with certain films like Swim Team, we'll work through their network. So maybe this is kind of going back to your question earlier, Frank, of how we can kind of excite people around certain topics. So if somebody's very interested in, let's say, social justice or if they're interested in autism awareness, we market and we outreach through those different types of areas so that we'll kind of show you, hey, here's a movie you might like, and then you're kind of learning about the festival. So um, that's how we reach out to people that we can't physically, let's say, interpersonally speak to within our communities. We have a lot of great outreach through different local publications and magazines and our different year-round events. So that's always good here uh, if you're local. In response to your other question, which is great, how do you see past films? There is an area on our website which shows you past program selections. Now, some of the feature films, there are different trailers on there if they're available. Some of the feature films, if you do Google them, you might be able to find them, like the one Jackson is available on Showtime. Uh, Swim Team, I believe, is still on PBS POV, so you can access those from there. Uh, Lemon with Michael Sarah is, I believe, available somewhere on demand now. That went to theaters after we had it. Uh, films like Window Horses as well, which is a big animated feature. Um, with uh, I can't name slipping me right now, but uh, all these different films, you can find them. If you go to our website and you search them, you might be able to see where they're distributed online to watch them. It's fascinating. You've had so many films come through this event that's now in a multiple editions uh, of the event that have come through that have just taken off. And it, it's incredible there is a demand for this, and that speaks to the email question, too. There is a demand for this, if this is meeting. How did the opportunity for Mama Film Festival come about for you? So, yeah, this is great. I'll actually kind of paraphrase this one a bit because I spoke about it a bit earlier. But, again, it came about to me because when I traveled around the country and, and around to different festivals, I said that Monmouth County is really an arts mecca. So many talented musicians writers, artists of all kinds, and I felt that there was something missing right in the heart of the state, and that's where we came in. Our mission is so simple, and, and to me it's so beautiful, it's to promote, connect, and educate filmmakers, and even further, reinforce Monmouth County, Red Bank, overall the state of New Jersey um, as a cultural destination, which is what we try and do, and I think that when I sit down with my team, and we have another meeting coming up soon, I always say two things. Number one, every decision we make, it needs to be unique. Something needs to be special and something needs to be different about it. Number two, every decision we make has to either, if not all of them at the same time, has to either promote filmmakers and artists, connect aspiring artists and veteran artists, artists 
provide some form of education, both for film lovers and filmmakers, and ultimately reinforce for every person that comes out that this is a cultural destination that you want to be at. And it provides opportunities for interns. It provides opportunities for uh, different filmmakers. It provides opportunities for local students, right? That's a whole other Correct. component of this thing. Right, right, a big component. And I know from my own experience, um, uh, for my birthday once, uh, my wife and I went to Tribeca and Tribeca Film Festival, that it's absolutely an experience to go to a film festival and to take that in. And and we saw the screening of the movie Saint of 9-11, which was on the life of Father Michael Judge, who was the priest and the chaplain for the fire department. And, and one of the one of the uh, fire departments, one of the uh, fire homes uh, houses that was called down uh, as a whole division into uh, the twin towers on that that terrible day, and who lost his life uh, in 9/11 at the twin towers. It was an incredibly moving film, and we were sitting next to uh, the former commissioner of the fire department in New York. Uh, who was on TV like every other day, I recognized him right away. He was sitting next to us, and the director was in the aisle in front of us. And so when they got up to do the q and A, I'm like, the guy that's asking me about the film is the director. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was just it, a wonderful communal process to go to that. And, and think about how much you shell out from one movie to be able to pay a flat price and see all these wonderful films and thought-provoking provoking films that are, you know, outside the box, if you will. It's an absolute experience to go with your family, to go down to Red Bank, you know, spend the Nixon, spend the weekend and get to know these filmmakers and, and the messages of these films and let it inspire you. Uh, Nick, what do you think was the most successful movie? And I know that success is a real generic term and can be used in a variety of different ways. What was the most successful movie from the festival? Yeah, so, and that's funny you said, because I always say, whenever someone says success, I always say, well, you know, what, what, it, what, is, what is success? Because the funny part about it is, even with independent film, and I'm happy you asked the question the way you did, because um, success can mean so many different things. When some people make independent films, which mean so much to them, they're so true, they're real local stories, it goes back to the fact that Hollywood's not going to buy it, unless they know that there's a lot of money in it and they can market off it, they're not going to buy it, because they're not interested, but the independent markets, the festivals seek the, that's where the success comes in. Being able to give a voice, to give a megaphone, megaphone and a platform to that story and that filmmaker. So I would really go back to say that we, we've had so many, so many successful films. Even every film that had the privilege, uh, and we've had the privilege, vice versa, of screening at the festival and giving a voice and giving a large, beautiful screen to um, has been a very successful film. Now, one of the most prominent films that, that we've had and stayed very true to me since day one, and I love all the films that we select, but Swim Team was such an important film to me. Um, it received the first ever New Jersey Film Award at the inaugural Monarch Film Festival, which was an award given to a film that speaks New Jersey, that speaks the truth and the heart of New Jersey. I always said that if we could take this movie and throw it across the world to someone that knows nothing about us, they're going to watch this and say, this is what New Jersey is about. So I really encourage everyone. I, I think it is up on PBS POV. I really encourage you to, to, to find the film and watch it. So incredible. Uh, it just speaks volumes 
about not, you know, really in essence, it speaks volumes about what independent film is, what it creates, and what is New Jersey in essence and community. And as my wife will tell me, and as other people I know will say, this area, our area is geographically, demographically, and culturally special. And I think you'd agree with that. Nick and I grew up here, and I grew up as a little boy walking the streets of Red Bank and dreaming. It's a special place. And thank you for sharing that, Nick, and thank you for sharing. It's PBS POV uh, swim team, so let's see if we can find that. Let's get behind that. That's That looks like a, uh, an outstanding film, but it is a special place here, and I uh, Nick and I invite you and offer people the opportunity to come down and to, to check out the area that we both call home uh, and the community that we're blessed to be a part of. Uh, how do we and how can we, as we come to the end of almost the end of our time here, um, and then I want to hit a couple things before we wrap up for the night as far as on, on your side and mine, uh, how can we find common ground toward changing the societal view of the art of film to reach people who may be closed off to the concept that film can really have an impact on uniting people, especially uniting people in a peaceful way. So how do we find that common ground? How, how do we do that? How do we change that view? Because there are people that are closed off to that idea. Uh, of course. And it's going to be one direct word from my favorite word and we've said it so many times tonight we should get a dollar for every time we said this word but um it, it's community community is so important because i got to tell you something frank and i'm so passionate about this which is why i started mammoth film festival over two years ago we're all we have we're in this together um you know in the end of the day when, when you hear things from from the you know the hollywood blockbusters and the mainstream media all we have is each other which is why you have these sources like even things like the patch and tap into these hyper local, your local newspapers, magazines, local independent movies made by people in the community. This is all we have. We're in this together. Our festival promotes that type of work. And we need to need to never, ever don't tell your story because you're going to think no one's interested when you're somewhere and you have a story or you're talking to a writer, or if you are a writer, put the pen to the page Tell your story because the worst story is the one that was never been told. And I am so honest and true to that point. That's how we're going to get things done. That's how we're going to let people see what film is really about and the power that it has. When we have a story to tell that means something to us and people feel that that story means something. That's my biggest thing. Wrapping it back to community. We're in this together. Always tell your story. Yes, my dad always says there's a book in everybody, whether they can write or not. Everybody has a good book in them, as you'd say. Everyone has a story to tell that's unique and real and inspiring and captivating and can reach and resonate with someone. Everyone has a story that, that can uh, contribute uh, to the conversation, to our shared dialogue. Uh, there's so many different experiences that films can evoke, and Nick could speak to because he's dedicated a lot of time and in his own life. I've even talked to people um, in a counseling type of perspective, is using photography and filmmaking as a source of a hobby to relieve stress and to focus on the creative energies that they have and harnessing that. Uh, it is really awesome, and 
and having the experience of going to a film festival. We're going to get to, Nick, I'm going to ask you about the monthly events that you're doing and the monthly screenings and the panel discussions in a minute, but it ties into this. You know, Amazon and Netflix, you know, people, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to binge watch Netflix. I'm going to binge watch Stranger Things this weekend, or I'm going to binge watch Daredevil or The Crown or whatever your, you know, uh, whatever your interest lies. They're great, and that's great. But to experience something in it together with family, with friends, that's what starts up this dialogue. That's the opportunity. That's the vehicle. That's the dialogue about important films, important topics. And that's where I think, you know, Nick, you'll agree, that's where we start to see change, really true change, is when we have that dialogue. And it's not going to start by everybody sitting in their, you know, bedroom watching Amazon. And I don't want to take away from what they do and what they provide because I utilize the service a lot and Netflix as well. But there's a communal aspect to this that, you know, you're really touching on here. You're hitting the nerve uh, that I think is really important. So can you talk to us a little bit about uh, where to find the festival, number one, the monthly events, when is the next big festival, the monthly events and screenings, some of the work that you're doing at Bell Works, and, and some of that? Oh, of course. Let me see how many so many dates in my head, but let's see. Let me make it easy on you. Um, so <laughs> the festival. <laughs> so uh, the website in general, mammothfilmfestival.org, uh, or you can get us on facebook.com slash mammothfilmfestival. Follow us there. Uh, we've, we've been posting stuff with Frank, so you'll be able to find us through his page too. But our next event that's coming up is going to be at Two River Theater, which is our main hub for the festival, Two River Theater in Red Bank. We have a screening of John Ford's The Quiet Man, uh, which we're going to be connecting uh, with a upcoming production the uh, dancing at Lugnasa, which will be playing at the Two River Theater. So March 19th, great free, I'm going to say again, free community film screening with an industry panel. They're talking about the films uh, and about the work and the story. So that kind of goes into what we were talking about tonight. So you'll definitely want to be there on a regular basis, starting probably in April, I believe we're at. We're going to be screening films in conjunction with the Monmouth County Library System, the Homedale Branch located at the new Transform Bell Labs, now called Bell Works, going to be screening movies as it seems bi-weekly, um, different movies about local stories, about um, award-winning books that return to movies, and also inviting local artists out to talk about how it connects to different things in the community, as well as how the story has uh, been very influential. So again, if you really want to see everything that Frank and I were talking about tonight come to life, you're going to want to take advantage of those events. Find them on our website, mammothfilmfestival.org. And fast forwarding to April, I'm sorry, not April, August 10th through the 12th, 2018. That is going to be the third annual Mammoth Film Festival three-day event. Uh, it's going to have everything going on. All the greatest films, features, panels, parties, award ceremony, networking events. So really get involved with the community. A lot of our events throughout the year are free of charge because we're really there to bring the community to community together, offer opportunities for internships with students and volunteers. So just make sure you're in touch with what we're doing because we want you to be involved with what we're doing. That's how we grow. Again, we're in this together. That's August 10th through the 12th. That's uh, the next uh, edition of the festival, August 10th through the 12th in Red Bank. That is, uh, and, and I must also add, Nick has some big-time people on some of these panels. This is not like, 
You know, I don't mean to take anything away from anybody, but this is not like going to see some small potatoes thing. Uh, you've got some big-time guys from the networks in New York. You've got some big-time people industry-wide. You've got big-time people from all walks coming through. Uh, we actually have a call. I'm going to get the call up right now. Yes, hello? What's your name? Where are you from? Yeah, and hi. the question for Nick or myself. Uh, name is Dave Manzo. I live in uh, Monmouth County, and I had a dozen questions, but you guys answered most of them. But I just wanted to make a comment, having been uh, uh, at the festival itself. Oh, that's great! Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you very much. What, what's the comment or question that you have for us tonight? So, like I said, I had a, a dozen questions, but you guys really hit on everything. And um, ironically, I, I had the opportunity to uh, attend the festival uh, last year. And the funny thing is I heard about it on 101.5. A caller called in and gave a plug to the festival. I'd never been to the Two River Theater that night. I attended the uh, networking event, which I felt like I was in a Hollywood scene. It was just absolutely incredible. Uh, And since then, I I actually purchased an all-access pass that weekend. And since then, I've become an independent film fanatic. I, I was so impressed by what I saw and, and that the event was put together spectacular and just uh, kudos to you, Nick. Uh, good job. I'm really looking forward to this year. That's uh, greatly appreciated. Thanks for calling in. I hope you're going to see us again uh, this year. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And I follow you guys on Facebook and I follow you on your website and it's a uh, good job. Really good stuff. And Wonderful. Thanks a million for bringing this stuff to light. Thank you so much for your call in and thank you for listening to Undivided and to the shows here on Life Coach Radio Network. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a great night. You too, guys. Thanks a million. Thank you. That's wonderful. That's got to be really gratifying to hear, right, buddy? No, of course. Let me tell you something. We, we get comments and uh, and great reviews and emails from people on a regular basis. And that just lets us know that, again, we're passion-driven. Everyone with us, including myself, is volunteer. Everything that we take in goes directly towards the festival and our mission. So, uh, I mean, to hear that it's working and to hear that the hard work of every member of my team, and there's a lot of us, uh, is paying off every night of the week that we do. It's fantastic. So I thank everyone. I thank you, Frank, for uh, finding the interest and in, in, in putting these two different missions together that we have. And it's just been a pleasure uh, to be on here tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, uh, pleasure is all mine. Uh, you're very gracious to come on. Uh, where can interns and filmmakers either enroll or sign up to work one of these events or work the event? Uh, is this to, that just your website? As far as I know, you're taking submissions and you have different periods for that. Uh, is that the website? Is that another way they can go about doing that? The the best way to get us is everything right through the website, mammothfilmfestival.org. Uh, we have different sections in there for interns and volunteers. If if you want to be more direct with us, you can email us at info at mammothfilmfestival.org, and the appropriate member of our team will get back to you, whether it's volunteering, whether it's internships, whatever it is. There's also all the film submission information that is on there as well. So uh, just make sure you check all of that out. There's a lot of great stuff going on. Excellent. That's awesome. Uh, And I also have to mention something that I know we talked about your upcoming events. I was asked by a colleague, and I mentioned this to Nick off, um, we were offline. Uh, A colleague had asked if 
if you and I, Nick, if you remember this, the panel discussion, if Nick and I would be willing to host a panel discussion, now, I don't know if he's going to, you know, take us up on this or if he had someone else in mind, but uh, Nick and I are available to do that. We're available to uh, uh, co-host a panel discussion or a conversation in a community center or at your business, or if you have a, a conference room or some type of space at a hotel, you want us to come in and, and knock something out. Nick and I can do that together. We co-host a panel uh, group discussion on how these, all these different uh, outlets intersect what I'm trying to do with my mission, what Nick's trying to do with his, and how we can help your company, how we can help your organization, maybe from a nonprofit perspective, what Nick's doing and putting all the, the money back into the festival and growing it, uh, some of the things that I've done and, and how I've counseled people. We can work together in fostering community and stronger communities and speak to that from the work that we both have done. So if that's something you're interested in doing, please uh, let us know. Contact Nick either through his organization or contact me uh, undividedshow at gmail.com or go to my website it's www.frankjmaduricoaching.com and you can uh, follow my contact information there in the contact tab and let us know we'd be happy to come out and, uh, and to host that right Nick yes of course it'd be a really great honor and pleasure we always enjoy and even myself, the opportunities that we have with different workshops and different seminars that we host. So I'd be very happy to be a part of that with you, Frank. Awesome. Thank you so much. And August 10th through the 12th, uh, that's the next uh, film festival check-in for the monthly events at Bell Works, which is, a, from what I understand, a fabulous facility. Nick is going to bring me through it, and, uh, and we're going to see the space. The books and movies thing is going to uh, generate a lot of interest, those events. Their cross-section of books and movies. Hey, I might even end up on a panel on one of those. Uh, so that is what Nick has going on. Upcoming events before we wrap up the show for tonight. Uh, Brenda Baird comes your way Tuesday, the 13th, 7 p.m. Central on Life Coach Radio Network. That Brenda Baird, Brenda Baird's new uh, show or next episode is Tuesday, the 13th, 7 p.m. Central time on Life Coach Radio Network. Brenda is going to be a guest on my show this spring. I'm really looking forward to that. And Tammy Banfield, who was on this show when we did the Gender Divide show, uh, she has her Women in Leadership show, a uh, new episode coming up on Valentine's Day uh, in the afternoon. That's Wednesday the 14th, 1 p.m. Eastern. That's also Ash Wednesday this year. Uh, Life Coach Chat Channel, that's Tammy Banfield. Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, February the 14th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, the Life Coach chat channel, so check that out in the afternoon or maybe on your lunch break, or check out the archive shows on iTunes and through the Life Coach Radio Network platform. Audible.com was our sponsor, and we thank them for that. www.salvationarmyus.org, www.samaritanspurse.org, Give from the Heart, Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104, they're doing some great work in Latin America, Mexico, and the Caribbean. That's food for the poor, 800-427-9104. So much need down there. And my next show, speaking of next shows, is February the 21st. That's two weeks from tonight. Staying positive as you go through transitions in life. Patrick Sweeney is going to be my special guest. Patrick is a writer, published writer. He's got another book going out. He's got a book deal going on. We're going to talk about that as well as his coaching. He does all 
different types of transition coaching, people going through various life changes, retirement, new job, uh, death of a spouse or a loved one, all the types of transitions in life. We're going to cover that. That is Wednesday night, February the 21st, live at 7 p.m., episode 16 of Undivided, staying positive as you go through transitions in life with Patrick Sweeney. Nick, thank you so much. We've come to the end of our road, my friend. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for your time this evening. Thanks so much, Frank. Always a pleasure. Glad to be here. Best of luck with the future for, the future uh, shows that you're going to be having. Thank you so much, man. And on my thanks to Wayne and to Dave, to all our callers, to all those who emailed, for all those who listened, for Russ Terry, for Danica Treble, for Trina Ramsey, and all my counterparts at the Life Coach Radio Network. This has been Undivided, episode number 15, Using Film to Unite People. I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri. I wish you guys good night, and until I see you again on the 21st, as always, be blessed and be well.